Hello there. Welcome to episode 38 of the SPS podcast. In this episode, we're doing another deep dive interview with a another large Twitter content creator. This time I have uh, Tyler Romper or Tyler Tot on from Twitter. He's over 100,000 followers and we talked about his journey to success from his darkest moments to where he's taking his brand and where he's going with his journey in life. Let's get into it. Welcome to the SPS podcast, the self-performance strategies podcast. Unlocking the secrets to success and unlocking the secrets to self-performance so you can improve mentally, emotionally, and physically. The SPS podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator Program, helping business owners and business leaders save at least 10 working hours a week, improve their focus, and make more money. If that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the show notes and follow the links. But let's now jump in to this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are on episode 38 of the SPS podcast of the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. In this episode, we are doing another deep dive with another large content creator, uh, Twitter personality, so to speak. Uh, We've got Tyler Tot or Tyler Romper, at Tyler Romper on Twitter. He's got over 100,000 followers. This dude, uh, you know, it's just so much energy comes from Tyler. He's got a shirt off all the time. Uh, He's got a young family. We'll we'll talk about that. But he brings so much energy and so much just joy to the timeline. One of my favorite people on Twitter. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, my man. How are you, Tyler? Steve, thanks so much for that warm intro, brother. Uh, You know, we connected really early on on Twitter when we both, you know, probably had around what five, six thousand teammates somewhere in there. So it's yeah. uh it's really cool to see this journey and take it with you. You're a guy that I make it a point to get to your wall every day too. I learn a ton from you. I'm always dropping in being like, man, I'm gonna implement that one. I always tell people if they only follow one person on Twitter and they're looking to up their productivity, just follow you and implement what you do. You don't you don't even need to, you know, you, you could just literally follow your advice. It's, it's saved me a lot of time and heartache on my journey to entrepreneurship. And so super grateful for you. Grateful to be on here, man. Thanks for having me. It's so, so nice of you to say that, you know, I, I, I hear trying to help business owners and, and, and uh, you know, solopreneurs, you know, people succeed. And it's really good to hear that feedback that, that you've taken some of my ideas and, and put them into place. So I, lo- I love it, love it, love it. Well, let's jump in and, and have a conversation about your journey and your, your success journey and, and how you got from where you were to where you are today. So the first question I ask all my guests uh, when they come on the pod is, you know, what is your personal self-performance philosophy? What is what is your personal success philosophy? So, yeah, the success philosophy for me, I think, looks a little different than other people, especially other people in our community on Twitter. I think most people are like, I want to get to 10K a month, 50K a month, 100K a month, right? It's always scale, scale, scale. And uh, for me, that's not really been the case. Like I, I worked a corporate job I didn't love. And my goal was just to be home with my family and only work on things I love and only interact with people like you and the people that I really like and enjoy and just kind of get out of that. And so, um, you know, when I really wrote down this vision four or five years ago to get out of the bank and what that looked like and be my own boss and a solopreneur, my definition of success, what I did is I took a notebook and I wrote, what's my perfect day look like? I said, okay, I'm up about 530. I'm working out. I'm journaling, spending some time in the Bible. Uh, Then I get to come home and I just do nothing else for a couple hours. I get to spend time with my family, take my boys to the park. I get to have the freedom to take my daughter to school. Right. And so I really wanted to hit a level of income 
uh, with my business where then I'd just pump the brakes and say, I'm actually okay right here, you know? And I almost fell into the trap, man. I, I, the ego started to play some tricks on me here about seven, eight months ago. And I was like, you know what? I have like at that point, 75,000 followers. I should, I should be making more, right? I could be doing this. Uh, and I booked a call with an awesome guy, Dan Go. And he just asked me a lot of the right questions. Why do you want to scale? Why'd you get out of the bank? And I was like, well, I, I don't want the meetings, the hassles, all this stuff. What would you do with the money? Probably nothing donated. I don't know, man. You know, I don't, I don't need <laughs> money beyond that point. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy that doesn't, I don't really need fancy things. Right. And so at that point it just became to me, Hey, I've already kind of gotten to where I want to go in this season of life. Now that doesn't mean when my kids are older and I'm not as an active dad and all these things, maybe I won't scale more at that point. But for me, the definition of success was to find what my perfect day was, what that looked like. And every day take steps towards creating it. And now, man, for the last like year and a half or so, I literally get to wake up and uh, kind of do exactly what I want to do when I want to do it. Only work with the people I want to. I don't, you know, you joked about the shirt. Uh, this is a rarity, even having a, a shirt on. I just, I did just come from the gym with a buddy, but uh, you know, I just get to do what I want to do, and nobody can tell me where to be and when. And to me, that's the ultimate definition of success. So many things that I love, and I think that the way that you gone about it is the right way to go about it. it it's actually the way that I would teach or, or explain or have my clients do that I call it the ultimate scenario I also called uh, bumpers or bringing in your guardrails because when you actually know what does success look like for you or, or what is it that you actually want to create in your life and we're not talking about the Lamborghinis and the big houses <laughs> and, and all the material stuff we're actually like saying I want to get up at five I want to hang out with my family I want to go to the gym those are the things you actually want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the things that actually make your day really great. So I, I, I absolutely love that that's where you went when it went to creating uh, your success and, and, and what you want. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of solopreneurs, and as you probably know, success creates opportunities. So we get these opportunities. Can we start building bridges to destinations that we don't even, don't even want to go to? And we end up busy, stressed out, frustrated. And we're like, why am I here? Why am I doing this thing? I don't even, didn't even want to do this. I wanted to be at home hanging out with my family. And I love, I love that. That's, that's a, if anybody just listened to the first five minutes of this podcast and that's all they took from it, that would be, that, that would be, the, that'd be great. Yeah. And I think too, it looks different for everybody. I definitely know some guys that are like fueled by getting to that like million dollar mark or that fight, you know, that really fuels them. And I think that's okay too, right? If, if your goal is to drive the Lamborghini and have that, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I do think we should just all seek within and say what really makes me happy. Yes. I, I always joke with my wife now that like, you know, in my former life, I was a professional poker player and I had all the nicest stuff. Like, you know, I, I was custom designed a, a 6,500 square foot home. I had all the nicest stuff, right? And I joke with her now, I'm like, when I walked into that home or this home, uh, it, the difference in my chandelier price just makes 0% on my happiness, right? <laughs> like that's a 20K chandelier or a $200 one we we got, you know, online. It, it just doesn't matter. But what really matters to me is having time with the people I yes. love and working on the things I love. And so maybe to somebody else, they do get joy when they see that chandelier. I don't know. But for me, that just was never the case. And so I wanted to get really intentional then about only working on the things I like and, and creating a life like that. I, I absolutely love that. I'm very similar, very similar myself. I'm, I'm all about just, it's the freedom of time, freedom of uh, money, freedom of relationship and freedom of purpose. And when I say freedom of money, it's not freedom of money to like, 
I'm gonna buy, a, you know, I'm gonna hire a jet and fly to Vegas. You know, it's a freedom, freedom of money. Like if anything comes up in my life, I, I can afford to pay for it. Because if you have the money to pay for a problem, you don't have a problem. And, right. <laughs> and and that, that you know that, and that, that that's kind of the freedom of money that I talk about. It's like when, when when shit goes wrong, I'm like, well, I can just pay for someone to fix this, or you know, I'm not in a in a hole where I'm having to like scrape around because I think they say like what the average Canadian or American like fifty percent or sixty percent of people can't pull together like a thousand bucks or something. Isn't that wild? It's scary. Yeah. It's terrifying, man. And yet one one of my good buddies, and I know you know him too, Alex Hart. Uh, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. And, uh, you know, he just messaged me a couple of days ago. He's like, hey, man, we had some unexpected car damage. It's going to be several thousand dollars. But to, to your point you just made, he's like, I'm super grateful. We can just pay it. We have that set aside. And like, it's not even an issue. Right. And I think when you yeah. get to that level of comfort, then some of the guys fall into that trap. Well, now I need the, the upgraded car, the upgrade. But then you find yourself stressed out. Again, you're working on all these things you don't want to work on. Yeah. You're working till like that's the thing about being an entrepreneur or solopreneur that you can always do more. Yes. It's never ending. And so you have to yes. set boundaries and you have to say, hey, these times of the day, I'm not working. Yeah. I'm going for a walk. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be with my family. I'm good because I could I, I love the things I work on, to be honest, making content. You too. I, I like all the things I do. If I didn't have a family, I could work 20 hours a day on them, man. I could just always do it. Right. And yeah. so I think you have to know, again, what ultimately makes you happy, have that vision in your head and then set boundaries and adhere to those boundaries. Yeah. Hundred percent agree with you with that. I I I am tactically lazy, so I I didn't leave the corporate world to the work eighty hours. I left the corporate world so I could work four or five hours a day uh, and not be stressed out and work on the things that I want to work on and feel like I'm following my signal in my life. So I I, I love that. I love, I love that. Tactically lazy. That's <laughs> such a great term, man. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I, when I worked in corporate, I only wanted to have one meeting about a subject. I didn't want to have five. So for that meeting to go well, you had to create an agenda. You had to make sure the right people were in the meeting. You had to you had to do all these things, all these steps before having the meeting. And I got to the point where like, if those steps weren't done, I'm not going to this meeting. And it caused friction with me and other leaders because mm -hmm. I was a little bit of a, seen as a little bit of a shit disturber or I pushed back <laughs> on things. But it was just because I, I didn't like being in pointless meetings yeah which is a lot of corporate <laughs> which is a lot of corporate yeah so it, it, it that's it's the way life goes but you, i want to jump in a little bit and, and talk about your story because you, you talked about your, your previous life when you were a poker player and you had this big house and i, and I know i've read some of the stuff online about your journey but i'm not going to spoil that i'll let you tell the story but like over the last like 10 years five years you go back as far as you want but where where did your journey start what was your biggest sort of success or, or what was that moment that was like i want to do something different with my life and i want to i want to be this 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 different version of myself you know when did that kick in for you in, on, on your success journey yeah i think there was two massive points to it man um one i was i was living in chicago and like a really nice condo and coming to vegas all the time and partying with with the with the guys and, yeah. uh there was one big time poker player i made it to a pretty pretty high level of poker where i made seven figures and was doing nice. well but some of my buddies were like just balling on different levels right like i'm talking 50 million dollars and things like mm -hmm. that and so i remember coming to vegas and and one of the guys i had known for about a decade who he's on tv pro and a lot of people would know him and 
I won't say his name because it's his, his story to share if he ever wants to, but he got us like a table at this sick nightclub. And this guy drove a, a half million dollar car. Mm-hmm. Like you would look at this guy and be like, dude, I mean, he, he dated playmates. Like he, he was that guy, right? That yeah. As a 26 year old kid, everybody's looking up to this guy, right? He made it. And so we're at this nightclub. It's the opening night of excess nightclub here in Vegas. He has the best table. We're next to pro athletes. We're next to a famous rapper. Uh, it cost 50 grand to get that table and he covered it for everybody, you know? So it's like three in the morning and we're having a blast and I'm pretty hammered. And I remember going up to him and saying like, bro, like you made it like, man, you, you have everything. Like, thank you, man. You have it. And I will never forget. He looked me dead in the eye and he said, Ty, I'm, I'm empty, man. Like, uh, all this stuff is pretty meaningless. I've had it for a couple of years now. And he goes, I'd give anything to go back to those days when I was first grinding. And I had yeah. meaning. And he told me, he goes, I always thought if I made it to the highest stakes, if I just made a million, if I just made two, if I just made five, if I just made 10, then I'd be happy. And he goes, yeah. it's it's a scam. It's not happiness. And like when he told me that it was like a three in the morning, I felt like I got punched in the gut. I kind of yeah. sobered up a little bit. And I'm like, maybe I'm starting to chase the wrong things, nice. you know, like, cause that was my whole guy. I wanted the nicer car. Well, I had yeah. the Mercedes, but man, now I get the Lambo, you know, like. Yeah. That's what I wanted. And the, the second piece of that was, I think, a couple of years later uh, when I met my wife, my now wife. And bro, her whole life, like she's she has a Ph.D. from Purdue. She's one of the smartest people you'll meet. But in her graduate school, she found a bunch of of kids, orphaned kids in a, in a tiny country called Eswatini, uh, formerly Swaziland. And, and she dedicated her entire life like she could have came out of college making a quarter million bucks a year, hired by a lot of these nice companies. Instead, she chose to go live abroad for six months, build relationships, make nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now she's built schools and saved so many kids' lives. And when I met her, she's just so peaceful. Yeah. Uh, she works on, she makes people better every day. Uh, that's just her kind of, and money means very little to her and things mean very little to her. And I remember just wanting that. And I just, she just had this sense <laughs> about her, you know, that I just wanted. So I, I, I mean, she's very attractive. This helped, but, but yeah. I, uh, I signed up for one of her trips and I went and I met a lot of the kids over there and I found out, man, like, dude, they, they live in places that we could not, it's a mud hut, right? They sleep on dirt, but these kids are so happy, man. They get up every day. They don't walk, they run, they don't talk, they sing, you know, they're so grateful for any little thing. And I thought it was such a thing like, man, I'm just, I'm choosing my life wrong, like focusing on stuff and this never ending rat race to get the next stuff. And so that was the big, big turning points for me, I think, in my life. So many things to pull out there. You lived a life that so many people probably want to live. Like this materialistic, big player, rubbing shoulders with the, with the, with the best of the best. And you learned quite quickly that wasn't enough. Or mm-hmm. it was the wrong type of, of fulfillment. And, that, and that, that, that's a, that's a lesson that, that I don't. I think a lot of people don't don't even learn their whole lives. This, this sort of materialistic, instant gratification society that we seem to live in. It just yeah. it's, a, it's a lesson that people learn. And then you you go from that and you meet this beautiful soul, who has this energy of peace and relaxation and not no materialistic <laughs> vibe in it at all. And you're just drawn to it because you're like that. That's my signal. That's what I actually want. I want to feel that that inner peace. 
So anybody listening, listening to this, you know, what did you do? You know, what were the steps? I mean, that's a big story, but let's get in there a little bit. What were the steps that you do that took you from this sort of materialistic poker player making seven figures to being a dad of three, is it currently? Yep, dad of yeah. three. Yeah. We've fostered seven kids, but we, yeah, we've yeah, adopted yeah. two and we have one biological. I, so. I know you've had a, had a lot come through. <laughs> you had a lot of kids in and out, man. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> What, what, what were the personal steps that you used? I mean, I, I know you've got a massive uh, commitment to your faith, uh, and that's mm -hmm. something that you're very open about on, on, on Twitter, and you, you talk about that a lot, and I've got a lot of respect for, for, for that journey that you're on. So what, 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 let's connect the dots for anybody listening to. How do you go from that, that, like, personally, daily, mentally, emotionally, physically, how do you go from that party poker player to soulful, peaceful, uh, full of faith, uh, father of three. Yeah, I think, you know, you mentioned the first piece I'd have to bring up is faith. And, you know, everybody's looks different. We talked about this a little off stream too, yeah. but I, you know, I don't force mine on anybody else. I don't, yeah. I just, this is what works for me personally. And I'm very open to share that, but I have friends that are of all different faiths and whatnot, and I'll meet you wherever you are, you know? So faith is the guiding principle in my life. Mm -hmm. I wake up every day, uh, I try and, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he is one of my yeah. favorite proverbs. Right. And so <laughs> I try and put good things in my heart, in my head and, and just try and live a, a life that I don't feel is restrictive. I don't feel like God's rules are restrictive. I feel like they're very freeing mm -hmm. uh, when I focus on what really matters. Right. Yes. And so I think that that's the guiding principle. The second biggest one for me, man, and this is crazy. I think today was day 1637 in a row. Uh, I wake up every morning and I write gratitude. Uh, so that's the first thing I do. I wake up and I, as I'm chugging a couple waters, I write down at least three things I'm grateful for. And, and that at first it was pretty generic, right? I'm grateful for my house, my health, my wife, my kids. What it's really turned into over the four and a half years is almost like a journal of the day before. So uh, this morning I wrote, I was so grateful when my son Tyson, like I was gone for one minute, taking out the trash. He met me at the door, dad, 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 hug, you know? And he yeah. just scooped and I scoop him up and like that moment, I, like how much he loves me and I'm squeezing him and I'm, I love you too, buddy. You know, those are the, so I write those things every day. Right. And what I've really noticed from what I'm grateful for and doing a lot of self-reflection on that is I never wrote down. I'm grateful for the new car. I'm, I'm grateful for the chandelier we bought. I'm grateful. It was never <laughs> materialistic stuff. It was always these little moments with my family, with my wife, uh, with my mom and dad, with my in-laws, whatever that would be. It was these little moments in the day. And so that really started to make me ask different questions, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if these are the things that truly make me happy and feel fulfilled and, and grateful, why don't I create a whole life around more of these moments, right? Instead of yes. chasing these other shiny things, why don't I really try and focus on making more of these memories and being around more? And so that's what started to shift my brain to get out of corporate, to be honest, when I started realizing and, you know, yeah, maybe I can work my way up the ladder at this company. I've been promoted four times, right? I think me and you are very similar. We, we went into these jobs. We got promoted pretty quick. We're yeah. hard workers, right? Um, but, but I just didn't, I saw the life that a lot of those people were living up higher where ultimately would have been my goal if I stayed in corporate. And that was answering emails at 10 PM. And that was, dude, you no know, fun. you're working Saturdays. That was your, oh, sorry, it's your kid's baseball game, but the company needs you. You know, we don't really care about that. And, <laughs> I just didn't want to be a part of of that, you know, and so that made me say, okay, I need to create different streams of revenue for myself and get myself out of that. And to my wife's credit, she hopped right on board. I'll never forget coming home from from work and you know, I'm making six figures, a, a good salary, 
And I told her, I don't want to do this for much longer. And I think a lot of wives at that point would say, Hey, we got a, we got a bunch of kids here. Like yeah, you know, yeah. you got to take the money. Right. And my wife instantly said, how can we make it happen? I'm, I'm, how can we do it? You know? And I just, you know, I, I talk about my wife a lot. Cause I just, man, I love her. She's just the best teammate in the world. And we have created this together. You know, when I look at even my social media following, I don't say I have it. I say, we have it because my wife helped me from day one. I didn't know how to put a newsletter together. She sat down with me for an hour and helped me get on MailChimp and helped me do, you know, like every little thing I've done, my wife has been there to help me. And, and I feel like we're a true team in that sense, you know, team Tyler. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I help her in other areas too. I try. I feel like I can't give as much as she gives me, but I try. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, again, I, I really love that. I love that sort of journey that you're, you've gone on again. Yeah. Some similarities are very similar, similar to, to myself as you, as you related to there, that sort of, corporate you sort of you kind of almost scared or frightened you, you see your future it's a, i all almost talk about i i looked I, I looked at those people and i saw myself in 10 years time and i i shuddered and i was like i don't want that life yeah uh, and i went off off like you on this big entrepreneurial journey which for me is one of the most um emotionally mentally challenging personal development self-growth uh, hacks I think you could do. I, I have. I don't think there's a harder thing or a more rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I, I'm probably getting the sense that you feel the same way because you're creating a life around the things that you want. But the one thing I wanted to pull out was the gratitude. I had to go and write that down when you were saying because mm-hmm. I got goosebumps because I, I do a meditation every morning. I use a, a guided meditation and part of that meditation is uh, picking out three gratitudes from the day for, for pick out three things you're grateful for. And I noticed that when I first started doing that gratitude practice, that even though I don't write it down, it was always like, Oh, I'm happy for the house. I'm happy for, you know, and then now I'm like, Oh man, I had a great conversation yesterday. Oh, you know what? I had a, I had a, I had a cup of coffee halfway through the day and there was a yeah. moment with the sun and I was in my apartment and I just felt peaceful. And I said, thank you for those moments. And you go from this macro, gratitude to micro gratitudes and then you remember that life is actually about the micro yes amen Uh, yeah (laughs) and i think that that, that's one of the biggest lessons that i've learned through my life i think is is getting out of that material trap buying things i used to work in high-end sales years ago and sell like five thousand dollar suits to the rich and the famous i mean crazy that people spend five seven eight thousand dollars on a jacket it's wild it's it's, it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) But, you know, getting a bit deeper uh, on your, what what do you think was your biggest failure? And then what did you learn from that? You know, the thing of a, a precise moment or the biggest thing that happened to you that, that and the biggest thing you learned from that experience. I, I mean, in the business specifically or just in life? In, in, in life, just in general. I mean, and it's something that could be in your poker time, you, you, you know, you, in business. Anything that yeah. really sticks out to you is something that really, you look at a moment, you're like, that moment taught me so much. Yeah, I'd say, man, uh, you know, I'd have to go back to faith. I, I remember being 24, 25, and I hit it pretty big in college. Like when I, by the time I was 22, I think I'd, you know, made several hundred thousand mm-hmm. uh, in poker. So, you know, all my other friends are like getting these entry level jobs, making 32,000 a year. I'm making 300K a year, you know, <laughs> like, and I remember my parents, I grew up kind of in the church and whatnot, and my parents had, like urged me, you know, hey, do you want to go back to church? Do you want to, you know, maybe maybe start to think about the, and I remember saying to them dead on, 
I don't need that. That's for weak people, right? Like, um, I got a ton of money. I got a ton of friends. I'm good, you know? Like, yeah. you know, and, and boy, did, did God really humble me <laughs> a few years <laughs> later. And I feel like, you know, pride always comes before the fall. But I remember yes. saying things like that. Um, and now when I look back, I feel like, man, you know, God's ways are the right ways, man. Like, it's, you know, if I, if I had used that money similar to what I was talking about earlier with my wife, right? How she had the opportunity to make tons of money coming out of a great school and all these things, but she chose a life of service and chose a life of fulfillment. And I think like, you know, now I look at it like, well, God blessed me with this talent to be really good at poker. I still play poker occasionally. Right. And, uh, you know, now my wife's been good at, well, you know, can we give more? Can we, can we bless other people more? Can we do other things more? Right. And so I feel like that was the biggest moment of of just a wake up call, man, where, you know, I, I got married really young too. And, you know, I'd custom designed that house with my ex-wife and she called me one day and said, I'm leaving you, you know, like yeah. I was in Vegas in a, in a nice condo at the time playing the world series of poker. She said, I'm leaving you, you know? Um, and, and, and my whole world kind of came crashing down at that point. And it was probably about a year later after a lot of partying and doing a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> do, do less. I needed you at that point. Yeah, right? do, do less, less dumb, dumb stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it really started to see God again in a lot of a lot of the areas of my life and what was lacking, right? And I still had a lot of money. I still had all the friends, all this fancy stuff. But I, I remember telling a couple of people, I I just feel empty. You know, I, always inside, I just feel empty. Like, yeah, everybody on the outside would say Ty has this really good life, right? He's the life of the party. He's the guy with the champagne standing on the tables, having a great time. But eventually the party ended and everybody went home. And then I had to deal with myself. And I knew like I wasn't really putting anything good into the world. I wasn't making anybody else's life better. Yes. Everything in my life was just about getting the new thing, the shiny toy, looking good for the picture on Instagram. I mean, I remember taking these vacations where I wasn't, I was miserable, but I'm taking the, the nice picture, smiling, right? But I'm crying myself to sleep. You know, I'm like trying to convince myself that I'm happy and so, yeah, I think, you know, often I always say by the time we're 18, we've probably seen 100,000 ads of, oh, the guy in the parking lot with the Lexus yeah. and the mansion and the beautiful wife, and that's what you need, you know? And man, we're programmed from a young age to think that's what we need. And so to start to unlearn a lot of that, I think there's a lot of moments along that journey that, again, that's just not what makes me happy. That's not what makes me tick. Uh, you know, I hop on calls with guys for free on Twitter sometimes It just... I'll get a DM and I'll feel a tug, man. And, you know, they, I know we can't afford my hourly rate, right? So, dude, I just say, hey, let's hop on a quick call, man. I'll chat with 45 minutes. I, I did this for one guy for a couple months, man. His his wife left him, cheated on him. He was penniless, out of shape, like literally on the brink of like, I don't want to live anymore. And, man, I just felt this tug. And, bro, you know, like a month ago, I got a text from this guy after six, eight months of chatting with him. He has his own new place. He's in the best shape of his life, promoted in his company, and I'll never make a penny from this guy. I don't really care, right? Like, I feel like that's great, man. I love being able to pour into people like that. And that that's what really gives me life and fuel. I love it. That's great. That's great. Because you, you'll get that back tenfold. I, I actually truly believe that. I think that that's the way, that's the, way the universe works. That's the way God works. Because he's worked in that mysterious way in my life. You know, yes. when, I, when I leaned away from the selfish partying and the drinking and then I actually sort of try to help people and serve people and put good out into the world and you know yeah. help other people win you win and uh, I I've always wanted to, I've always led people in any in any environment but I think when I stop doing chasing the things and saying dumb shit like you were talking about the dumb stuff there and I've had that pride before the fall you know I partied a lot I said dumb things I said, oh I don't need this I don't need that and then boom 
it just you always <laughs> always always and, and i think that that's the one thing i think for a while in my life you know we've talked about this you know off, off stream but I, I lost i stopped believing in a sense i i i, I and then i all of a sudden I did again. Like I had a moment where I was like, man, I, I, I've lost that, like that, that belief in something bigger than myself. And that's mm -hmm. been a detriment to my own growth in my life because yeah. I don't have this, like, well, what's the bigger thing that you're doing? What's the biggest, what's the bigger purpose that you're having? What are you, are you just doing everything selfishly for yourself or are you actually trying to help people? So, you know, when I connected that bigger purpose years ago, when I started a YouTube channel back in, I mean, it must be 2016, 17, um, I called it struggling to succeed. And my idea was like, I want to help other people who have wasted 10, 15 years of their life drinking and partying. And I want to say, Hey, you can actually turn it around. Look mm -hmm. at me. I'm struggling to success. And that evolved into where I am today. Yeah. You know, 2023. I've got, you know, Twitter following. I've got a, a, a coaching business, but yeah, that, that a lot of what you said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That happened to me. Yes. <laughs> I, I wasn't making seven figures playing poker, but I definitely, <laughs> Was doing the dumb shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I love that. But let, 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 let's flip this over to sort of a more positive, you know, going towards uh, the happy side of things. If I could give you a realistic but magic wand, where would you like to take you know, Tyler, your family, your business? Where, where do you want to be in like a year, five years? Where, where, where is this brand? Where is this 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 life that you're you're leading? Where is it going? I felt really, really called, man. Uh, to kind of go deeper in community. So really what I've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, but that that's like a four month package, right? And so the continuous feedback I've gotten from probably like half of my clients that, that I worked with is, hey man, during that four months I was on fire and it carried over to maybe the next year or two. But you know, at some point I do start to have a little fall off, right? I start to revert back to maybe some of those bad habits or you know, I was, I was super shredded. Now I'm just in okay shape, right? You know, I was a really locked in dad and husband marriage was on fire, but I've reverted back to some of that old stuff. And so I thought, okay, you know, I really want to solve this for a lot of the people I've worked with. And so I created a new community with my buddy, Mike Schiff. Um, we call it the arena and we just signed up our 20th member today. And my nice. goal is to grow that to about 50 people. Uh, made it really reasonably priced, but what I want is like 50 locked in guys to have the same community. Uh, we're going to do like live retreats together and just continue to grow and ascend. And I, and I want to, I'm pretty selective who I let in that group, to be honest, because I, I really only want people that are just locked in and yeah, I don't care where you start, but I want you to know where you're going, right? Like you can come in at 400 pounds. I don't care, but yeah. I want you to know that you want to get to these certain levels, whether that be faith, finances, fitness, marriage, wh whatever the goals are for you. I want you to have a vision for where you're going. So yeah. help on calls with anybody that wants in these groups before and kind of screen people and, uh, you know, yeah, just, just got the 20th member. So that's where I see going, like really impacting in those small groups. I lead a weekly Zoom in there. I lead a weekly Bible study with guys that want to partake in it in there. We talk fitness, we talk habits, health, all these things, right? So Doing a lot of that, I think, is where I'll continue to go. Yeah. Uh, and then, man, with Twitter and, and YouTube, I just like I, I like just expanding the mess. I mean, I think anybody who tells you, "Oh, I don't care if I grow," they're they're lying, right? Like I, I put out content hoping that people watch it, right? Or yeah. put out tweets hoping that people read it. So continue to grow and expand there, man. I think there'll come a day where I'll step away from social media probably forever. Uh, but I think that's pretty far down the road for me. Uh, you know, five, six years, I really want to accelerate, grow, get that message out. I think it's a much needed message for strong dads 
present fathers, leaders, people bettering themselves so they can go pour into other people, kindness, you know, all these things that I tweet and talk about all the time. Uh, I think it's a a valuable message today. And so I want to continue to get that out to people. Yeah, no, I I, I really, I really resonate with a lot of the things you talk about. I mean, you know, we're on similar, but yet different paths. I mean, I'm very focused on helping people get in touch with their signal and everything that is not their signal in my opinion is dumb stuff you know it's it, it, it's anything that's direct distracting you from the important pillars of your life yep. it's dumb stuff if you have kids they are an important pillar there should be a lot of time for that if you've got mm. a wife pillar time for that if you've got you know you're, you're you're growing your business pillar time for that and all the TikTok and instagram and netflix and negative news network and uh, you know going to the bar or your buddies when you should be going to your you know, daughter's recital. I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like, yes. That's all, all dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm really keen on, on helping people with that. So it's like a, a similar kind of path. Cause I feel like when you get somebody really, really in touch with their signal and, and, and their North star and where they want to go and you get them to point out everything that they think is dumb, dumb shit or dumb stuff in their life it's amazing how quickly they can push that stuff away because like they, they, they're like oh hold on a second why am i doing this i mean it's, it's right it's, yeah even good stuff right like i i loved golf i played golf a lot when i was a pro poker player but uh you know when my daughter was six months old i i sold my clubs and i haven't played in six six and a half seven years right and yeah. not that golf's bad it's just hey my north star my signal is yeah family finances faith all these things and so every time i go golf that took four hours man and uh you know, I paid money to do it. That's four hours I could then put into my growing my business, creating the life I wanted. And so there might be a season later on in life. I'm sure there will be where I play golf again. But I think, you know, distract getting rid of those distractions is everything, man. We, we haven't had TV in over three years. Uh, we, we don't have Netflix. We don't we don't have that stuff, man. Yeah. I, I'm too focused on what I'm doing and creating the life that I want to be distracted by a bunch of nonsense to, you know, people on The View talking about what what, what they're offended by today. Right. Like it's just, that stuff just doesn't interest me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 again, that's where you and I connect. I don't have even have a TV in our house. Uh, I yes, I, I do watch the odd movie on 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 my um, phone or laptop. I will say that because I'm a little bit of a movie buff, so I will. I, you know, there's not yeah. a lot of good movies come out these days, but I do enjoy the odd movie uh, and the odd TV show pops up and I hear about it and I watch it. But I'm not not a daily TV watching yeah. kind of guy. Um, but I don't have a TV in my house because first of all the adverts are just ridiculous they're yeah. like you know side effects death for all these like, stupid medications yeah. uh then you've got the negative news networks you've got the 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 uh, i don't even want to name them but you know the two uh, from each side of the divide i don't even want to you know the oh, yeah. crisis 100%. news networks and the and, and, yeah. and the, the the fear driving one you brainwashing know, everyone to hate the other side, side. yeah I, be fearful yeah all day man <laughs> and and I, and I and I know that you you've talked about this on 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 Twitter a bit where you've ta- you've kind of really highlighted. I've seen some of your tweets do really well where you've highlighted the fact that they're that they're polarizing, but yet in the background they're buddies. Like, mm-hmm. and, oh, and, yes. and the government is just so like that. And I think that's the same in in every country. But I I, I have a belief that, and I, I know this in America, this is hard for some people to, to say, but that polarization is dopamine, and people mm-hmm. just want cheap dopamine. And when you hear somebody say something that you agree with, so you've got somebody saying gun rights and you're like, yes, and you've got somebody and that's dopamine. And then you've got somebody over here that hears gun rights. They're like, no. And that's also dopamine because then they get all riled up because they're getting that sort of negative dopamine spike. They have to go and do something about it and they go go online and 
they think that their 280 word character tweet's going to change the world. Right, man. You know, it's and and I and I avoid all of that. I and, and I look at I look at source of truth. And where where does that come from? It comes from having a TV in your house. It comes from the ability to to have the news networks on. Um, I have certain things set up on Twitter where I don't see the search bar down the side. I l don't care who these people are or what's going on, and. I, I just, it's my life has been, since I went on a news diet, my life has just been much better. Like I, I've started, since I've quit all those things, I've started a business, I've got healthier, I've got yeah. a better mindset. I, when people talk about these things around me, I almost get a little upset because I'm like, why are we talking about yeah, doesn't Biden matter or Harris or, right. or Trump or, or doesn't matter. Joe, <laughs> I'm just like, you've got more important things in your life to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could not agree more, man. I block a lot of those words too. So I never see him on my feeds and all my social media stuff. And yeah. yeah, I just, I don't understand that, man. But I, you know, I fell into that trap like early in my marriage, uh, in the first year or so, I remember like having this like kind of gut check moment where I realized I spend probably 25 hours a week watching sports. Mm. I don't know my wife's love language, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I'd have it. When's the last time I took her on a date, you know, like, and, and like, I follow politics and know what's going on in the news and these laws, but you know, I haven't really checked in on a lot of my close buddies in a while, you know, like we, it's just like, again, what is important to you? And when, yes. I think when you find, you know, you, you spoke to this man, and this is something I think about a lot. Every single human I think has that thing that makes them tick, right? Yeah. Dude, if I could put $10 million in the bank, you'd still work, wake up every day. Most of us don't want to go to a beach and just sit my ties forever. We can do it for a few weeks. We want purpose, right? Yeah. Every person should try and ask themselves, what's my purpose here? What do I want to be great at, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't be great at so many things. I can be great at four or five things. That's it, you know? <laughs> but once you know what those things are and they give you life and they give you fuel, it's so easy to say no to. Like, I cannot fathom sitting down and watching Tucker Carlson, Rachel, <laughs> I, I just cannot fathom listening to somebody else complain to me about the other side for a half an hour. I cannot even think about that. It's just preposterous to me. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm so focused on what I'm doing, what I'm creating, the people I'm pouring into, how they're getting better. And so I think, you know, if, if you can take a takeaway today, if you're listening to this, find that thing in you, man, that makes you tick. Maybe it's woodworking. Maybe it's every night, you know, going out in the garage and building beautiful things that you can sell to other people. I don't know what it is for you. Right. But find that thing for you, and then it just becomes so easy to say, "And yeah, I just I'm I'm done watching other men be great, playing watching football 25 hours a week because I want to be great. You know, yeah. I'm focused on what I'm doing. You know, yeah, I love again, really resonate with that. For for me, like what I'm doing right now, this this conversation of uh, podcasting or coaching, whatever it is, like we're two coaches having a conversation. We're almost coaching each other or, or having a, right. a coach conversation about our, our, our general beliefs. But I asked myself, what is something that I could do for the rest of my life that is, hasn't got a lot of friction to it. I get a lot out of it. And it's something that I have a natural talent for. And that's coaching. It's one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. coaching, group coaching, whatever that may leading classrooms or, or just leading people in general. And, and that's, well, I'm going to make my life around that. That's what I'm going to do because that's where my talent shines. And I can I can do this to the day I die. And I probably will. I probably will be jumping on calls in whatever futuristic version of <laughs> yeah. holograms or- Bug something in the back yeah, of your head. Yeah, mind You're, transfer. We're like, I'm know? actually in Vancouver with you, just taking a stroll, right? Exactly, like, yeah, walking yeah. beside me is a hologram. Yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, you should probably still have your top off. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it's and, I, and that's where then I base my life around that. Well, what does success, success look like? So it's other people it might be, I absolutely love snowboarding. So you have a, you create a job where you can afford to go snowboarding for like, you know, you take three months off a year or, or, or you move to a snowboarding town and you have a remote job and you're able to snowboard before you go to work and when you get home, whatever that is, yes. you just, you look at what is it actually I want to do with my life? What is my purpose? And then you build your life around those things, family, sports, uh, you know, activities that you do. Uh, yes. whatever that is and if you love watching nfl so much and you get so much passion of going to the seahawks and the seahawks are absolutely your your yes. your team good for you but don't let it destroy other relationships in your life it's been taking time away from other things that are actually important like your family your kids yeah actually making money and so that's when it's a problem yeah uh, i don't think it's anything wrong with supporting a sports team it's of course just when it's yeah. when, it, when it's dominating your life which it did for me, man. Like I, I would literally look at the calendar on a Monday and see the upcoming NFL games and be like, okay, I'm going to meet my buddies at the bar and watch these ones. And like, you know, and again, I hadn't taken my wife on a date. And then I wondered why my marriage wasn't locked in. Right. Like, it's just, again, you have to have those pillars in your life and you can only win at so many things. And again, that what's right for me may not be right for somebody else, but I think we all need to ask ourselves those questions and get to those spots in our life. Right. And, and there's different seasons of life. Yeah. Maybe my young boys will be really into football in four or five years. And then, man, it will become a priority for us to watch the games together. And yeah. they really get into them, right? Like that will be as maybe a season of life or maybe they won't. I, I don't know. But it's 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 being able to adjust and kind of roll with that as they come. Yeah. And, and always analyzing and saying what's best for me right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good perspective. It's like what's important now. Uh, it's a good, a good perspective to have it, and I think that that, it, that is a, a key way to live life because we we are constantly changing, and and the things that are important to us now may not be in in a year, two years, three years, and we have to keep adjusting. We have to keep defining what success is for every season of life, right. and, and we just can't get stuck in a rut because then we get stuck in a rut and you get frustrated because life's moving past you. And you're like, well, why, what what's going on? It's like, well, you didn't grow, you didn't change, you didn't adapt to to the changes. So as we're wrapping up here, because we've been talking for nearly an hour, I'm going to go through a, a series of kind of like a couple of quicker questions. Not like super quick, but a little bit more uh, quicker. So the first one I always like to ask, just in, in general, you know, in your business, in your life right now, what is what do you think is currently slowing you down, standing in your way, or, or stopping you from getting to that next success? What, what what's that barrier that you're currently facing? <laughs> I would I would joke that it's my two two year olds, man. I got two <laughs> two year old boys that are they're so wild, man. They just they're everywhere. They're like. I'll come in here on a client call sometimes and they're bashing on my door. I see their fingers coming under. They just want data, which I, you know, again, that's my bigger mission. So it's that that's probably wouldn't be it. Uh, I would say to be honest, probably the number one thing just holding me back is, is that lack of self-belief that maybe I could charge more. Uh, but man, in my yeah. mind, I limit it to, well, I should only charge this much, right? It's, it's sort of, you know, I talk to other guys who do similar things than me and they, they charge three times the amount. Right. And yeah. I know I provide, similar if, if not as great a value uh, but i've always had this limiting belief of man well i feel like i'm charging a lot already um so it's probably just those limiting beliefs to keep working on i, I have a coach too zach hommel that every time i talk to him that's the first thing he says why don't you charge more <laughs> you know you're, you're worth more than what you're charging so yeah probably it, just it, that that lack of self-belief man and, and continuing to work on that right and where do you think that lack of self-belief is coming from? Is is that a, a fear? Is that a barrier? Is that just maybe not having the confidence because you haven't had enough people go through? Where do you, where do you think that's coming from? 
I guess it's that there's no like tangible product in coaching, you know, and like, so when people hire you and you say, Hey man, it's, it's already thousands of dollars, right. To, to work through my program and sessions with me and Hey, I can show you at this point, 200 receipts. Like you can, you, I can literally link you to 200 guys who will tell you, man, this was a steal for me, but there's still something in my mind. That's like, man, like I'm charging thousands of dollars and there's no tangible product going back, you know? So that's always been a weird thing to me. Um, you know, I guess if maybe I had like a physical course or something like that where I could give to people, but I don't like, I really don't, man. My I'm all centered around you and your habits. And I want to break down your day-to-day routines and work through everything with you. So I can't really have like, oh, a cookie cutter one. Hey, week one, we talk about gratitude. Week two, we talk about fitness. That's not really how my stuff works, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I've always kind of felt like, well, even when I'm selling my coaching products, so to speak, and they're asking me like these deep questions, then for me to say like, yeah, by the way, it's 15 K, <laughs> you know, like that would just, it would almost feel weird to me to say it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not worth it. doesn't mean that, it, you know, at is. some point I, I can't write. Well, cause I've had guys, man, you know, I just had a client, uh, came to me in a, in a bad marriage. He'd been married for 18 years, 12 and a half years. He had not been intimate with his wife and told me they hadn't, they hadn't really kissed in a decade, like just even kissed, like more than just a peck. Total roommates. They had both basically said, "Hey, when our when our kids are eighteen, we're splitting up. We're just here for the kids, right?" Wow. He comes to me and says, "Is there any way I can save this?" And I said, "I I can't. I'm not a genie, right? But we can yeah. control what we can control with you. Yeah. Let's yeah. dig into you." And so, man, uh, three and a half months in, <laughs> just to, to put it PG version, rockets in flight. You know, the, the skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delights are happening. You know, just. Yeah little by little started to break her down and started, she had a lot of walls up. How do we get through the, you know? And, and I mean, this guy, I'll never forget at the end of that coaching probably texts me once a month. Cause this was four or five months ago and just says, thank you. My life is back. I, I feel like so alive again. I feel respected in my home. I feel loved in my home. Now this is a, a businessman worth a lot of money. Uh, probably would have paid me happily 10 times what I charged him. Right. To have that feeling that, I mean, what's that worth, right. To be, yeah like the man in your home again and to connect with your wife and have a yeah. passionate marriage locked in, right? That's worth a lot of money. So I probably just need to get out of my own head uh, in that and saying I don't have a, a physical product, but I think that's okay, right? When you get the results like I've gotten, it's probably okay to still charge more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I, I would uh, agree with Zach and I would say, <laughs> man, the work, the work you do, you, you probably are due to, 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 you know, to charge what you're worth because you're changing people's lives. And that, that, that I, I always, I always look at it this way. You know, I, I work with seven, six and seven figure business owners and I, I'm solving problems that are making them hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's right, man. Like, and I'm not charging hundreds of thousands of dollars. So the, the yeah. percentage of what they charge me compared to the kind of money that they can make is yeah. it's day and night. Right. And, and you know, and, and I, that's the way I, I look at it. If I'm working with a seven-figure business owner and I help them readjust their their sales flow or, or their day, and they're they're getting, they jump on a couple of calls earlier in the day when they're feeling fresh, or they create the time for them to hit their high-dollar activities early on. I, I've had one guy made a made a fifty k sale within three days of working with me just because I got him to put his important stuff first in the day. So there, there's the coaching paid for five right. times over, yeah. and that was within the first couple of weeks of, the, of a six-month package. Do you know what it's I mean? So it's weird, it, it's like when you when I, I put it like that, I'm like I, I'm probably I'm probably still charging, you yeah, know, too, too little. But I I I can't. I, you you want to price it's economizing for everybody. But I I would I would challenge you in that and be like, 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I learned so much from you. Sometimes you're on my mind. <laughs> uh, you that, and, and other people like Toby, who's got five kids at, uh, at, who I see online and, uh, and everybody else, you know, kind of, a lot of the guys in your group. I, I want to have the Greyhound sitting behind me and a wife. And then sometimes I'm getting up in the morning and I'm working. And I'm like, how do these guys do it? How do these guys do it? They've got like three kids, five kids and they're killing it. And I'm like, and that's like motivation for me to be like, no, I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm putting, I'm going in cause I, I'm, I haven't got the same, you know, um, I appreciate that too, man. Right. That means a lot. And, you know, I, I instantly think back to one of a guy that I was college suite mates with, uh, his name's Marvin, great guy. He grew up in and out of homeless shelters, man. And he told me <clears throat> last year he spent, I think 160,000 on coaching mm -hmm. uh, is what he paid for it. And he said that that turned into about 4 million in uh, real estate deals that he made. And for the next now 50 years of his life, he'll be able to do four, five, 10 million. He'll scale that even more. And yeah, so he's yeah. like, yeah, 140,000 for coaching. Most people would tell me you're an idiot, right? That's a lot of money. You could bank that and be in. But, but when you really see the value that comes out of a lot of this, I think the only people that, that really don't find value in coaching uh, are just the people that would stay the same, right? Like yeah. every high level athlete, entertainer, CEO, all these coach. high achievers have coaches, have coaches, people that, that take yeah, they, they do. Right. All coaches have coaches, you know, that's the thing. Right. Yeah. So I think I do need to break that little mental barrier out in my mind of, you know, I can charge more. So thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. No, no, I, I, <laughs> with all the love and respect in the world, man, if you, 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 you should, you, you are, you're changing people's lives. So you, 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 you definitely have the, the, the credibility and, and the results to, to, you know, be paid what 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 what, how, what people can afford, but also what what you deserve, and and the fact that things people will pay. I, I've gone through the same journey with myself, and any entrepreneur or solopreneur listening to this has probably gone through the same thing. I started out feeling nervous because I didn't have a physical product. I do coaching. I went and ha I've got a little seven exercise course that I give people as soon as they sign up, just to, so I get an idea of what they're doing. So I actually make it a little bit more tangible by actually having a Trello board built, and I send them stuff in and. You know, I, I give them a few small things. So when, as soon as they sign up, they've like got something. So I haven't left them in the ether for like a week or two until we have our first meeting. You yeah. know, it's like they, they get off a call, the, the Stripe payment goes through and like it goes silent for two weeks. <laughs> and they're, and they're just, just spend thousands of dollars. Just, yeah, I just transferred thousands of dollars. I just met this guy on Twitter. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so <laughs> I, I'm very keen in that first couple of days. I, I hit them on the, I hit them up on the email. I send them stuff in. I'm talking to them. I'm like, hey, how's everything going? You know, I, I I think that's just maybe for my sales and customer service background, working in corporate onboarding with new 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 uh, a lot of new people, uh, you know, in different levels of organizations. That I'm like that that first onboarding, we've got to make people feel welcome and warm, and 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 they they, they here we you 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 made the right decision. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. you're here. Exactly. You don't have buyer's remorse two days later. Right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you, you that, that's a big thing for it. So I love that, and it's a good conversation there breaking down. Thank you for being honest about your your barriers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the next question I want to ask is we're, as we're sort of moving towards the, the back end of this of this fantastic 38th episode of, of the SPS podcast. What is a contrarian view that you have about success or self-performance? Where do you push back against the norm? Yeah, I think I probably touched on it a lot. But to me, I'll never have, uh, you know, I could go out right now, to be honest, and buy a Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. I could, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but I'll never have stuff like that. I mean, I dude, I this is a the bracelet I wear every day is from Zuby. It was four dollars, you know, like yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it reminds me, you know, uh, I just at one point in my life I had a really fancy watch. I remember the day I sold it. It just didn't mean anything to me, you know. Yeah. And so 
We do live in a nice home in a nice neighborhood. Uh, I think that's important for growing up with kids to have, you know, we can walk to four different parks in a safe community and things like that's important to me. Um, The fancy cars, the fancy clothes, uh, I bet the shirt I'm yeah, this, this is uh, from Thane, a guy off Twitter, Uh, you know, a free shirt I get, you know I mean? You look through my, I ain't going to have the Gucci stuff, man. I'm just never going to have that stuff. I don't care if someday if I'm worth $10 million or $50 million, I just, I will never have that kind of stuff, man. I'm Mm -hmm. not that kind of guy who's seeking that stuff anymore. I think I've unlearned a lot of that stuff. And so that's my, my definition of success no longer requires other people to think I'm successful (laughs) Yes, because I have fancy stuff, right? I know I'm successful because I got peace of mind, a healthy body, a home full of laughter and love. and, And that's, that's what matters to me. I love that. So you're pushing it back against the norm of what people think success is. And a lot of people, and I think a majority of people think success is big houses, big cars, big life. And yeah. I agree with you. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm a little different. I don't wear free t-shirts, but I, I, I don't go above, like, I, I buy a lot of Nike and Adidas kind of like stuff around the house for like, and I go to the, the, the local sports store once once a year or something, and I, I buy myself a bunch of, of new t-shirts and stuff. And then that, that, that's me, and I, I, I'm not... Yeah. That's just, I'm not going to go out and, and have like a $400 t-shirt on working from home. And yeah. I wouldn't even go out with a $400 t-shirt on. Like, how, how do you wear a $400 t-shirt? It's I mean, I, crazy to me, man. I, I, I watched a, a podcast with Zuby and Andrew Tate. Did you ever, did you see that one? Like, uh, yeah, about, I, I, I saw clips of it. I, you know, I didn't, didn't sit down. To me, it was really thing. telling, man. And you know what? Andrew Tate, I, all the best to him, man. I, I don't know him. I don't, I don't study this. I know he's said a lot of controversial stuff, some good yeah. stuff. I don't know. So whatever, however you feel about that is fine. But my big takeaway was, you know, I've, I've gotten to hang out with Zuby many times when he's in Vegas, several days. And that guy has a lot of money. He makes a lot of money, he charges a lot of money for stuff. He's worth it, right? He's, he's built yeah. millions of followers and does a great work and all this stuff, right? But when they were sitting there having that talk, Andrew Tate kept saying, my Bugattis, my watches, my this, my that. And I, I just remember Zuby was so calm and just said, I kind of have everything I want. You know, yeah. I, I my goal is to give away more, <laughs> you know? And it just, I kind of saw the difference in that. And one guy is going to be stressed more and one guy is going to have that inner peace. And one guy is going to always be chasing he has 34 Bugattis. When is enough? You can't drive them all in one month. Like when is enough enough, right? Like I just kind of see that lifestyle as a never ending trap. And you know, controversial opinion about Andrew Tate. He is the matrix. Oh, wow, man. You should tweet that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get the hit. I don't want to get the hit from the Andrew Tate. Yeah. You'll get get so many bros. But he is the matrix, the big car, the watches, the big houses, the glamorous lifestyle. He yeah. is the matrix. So true, man. When you really think about it, like that, that was just so highlighting to me to see two guys that have made it almost to the top of their professions. And Zuby is just so calm. So at peace, take it all away from him. And he'll be the same guy tomorrow. Uh, you know, like me, like this just tells you something about Zuby that the first time I met him, I picked him up at the airport here. He had, you know, coming in to stay at a, at a hotel here, nothing fancy. Uh, he had come from a dinner with a, table of billionaires, uh, the founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, a bunch of famous people. And I picked him up in my eight year old soccer dad SUV. And I said, where do you want to eat in Vegas? He said, Chipotle is good. <laughs> you know, we sat around and, and chatted for two or three hours, walked the strip with a Chipotle and a, and a t-shirts on. And you know, that guy can rub elbows with billionaires all day. Right. But he, he, that stuff doesn't matter to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought I learned a lot from that experience in that few days I got to hang out with him about yeah. two what else is important in life? You I, know, I love that. I love that. 
uh, and I keep saying I love that because I'm uh, in this podcast, but I agree with a lot of <laughs> things you're saying. Yeah. I had that experience selling high-end luxury with some of my best clients. The guys that would come in and spend 30K uh, like once a year with me, uh, because they were business guys, they were legit business guys and they wanted to look good, but they also had this sort of like, like, like they didn't, there, this ease about them. Mm. Like they didn't, there, there was this sort of like, they, they didn't, there was, they were actually more friendly and probably more opening, open and willing to talk to me and actually talk about my life than most people who were just like, who were just in there buying the luxury for the names. Like the people were coming in and being like buying the Gucci or buying the, buying the Dolce Gabbana, buying the stuff. But these guys that had a lot of money, they came in, they didn't look like when my, my clients came in to buy stuff, they didn't look like they, they had money. But they would mm. buy they would buy power suits like Xenia's high end Xenia suit. They could literally buy like three suits and it'd be like thirty k. It wasn't like they were like buying Train. you know. But they yeah. just want I wore these suits. Uh, like they would be like I wore these suits on important occasions and I want to make sure that when I'm in those uh, those environments I look great. But those kind of guys would come in in a pair of like jeans and kicks and a hoodie, <laughs> and they wouldn't look like they have that kind of money. And they never wore their 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 uh, their success. They bought the nice clothes for specific reasons for their business meetings. Cause they would have been, one of them was a very high, a high level lawyer in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But when he came in, it's just, just a hoodie and a pair of jeans. It's awesome, man. Just like, yeah. And just would ask while we're selling, but ask me lots of quick, what are you doing with your life? What's going on? We thought like, I, 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 so I'm like, nice, man. yeah. And, it, and, and for me, uh, that showed me what real, that for me, that's what real wealth is. It's like yeah. the, the ability to just be really comfortable within yourself and actually be open and, uh, and helping other people. Uh, yeah. if that makes sense. And I think Zuby's probably fallen into that category. So I, 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 I don't like the other type of wealth. Yeah. I'm the same way, man. I, I'm never that, that, that is such a powerful thing, man. He is the matrix. It's very true, man. It's a, the more you think about that, the more that's, that's one that I'll probably end up journaling about here in a day or two, man. Like so true, man. Like he's trapped in that consumerism. Gotta, gotta show the next flashy thing. Gotta, that is the matrix, man. It really the, the is. People who are out of the matrix, you don't even know their name. Yeah. <laughs> you don't it's even true. know who they are. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, get off the, get rich, get off the grid. They are off the grid. Yeah. I mean, the, the, for me, that person that we're talking about, their whole persona is based upon them being in the public space and funneling mm-hmm. young men. His message, certain parts of his message, yeah, I, I get it. Same of Jordan Peterson, same of ourselves. We all have a very similar message. There's, there's crossover between what Andrew Tate says and what I say. At, of course. At, at certain Venn diagram, we, we cross over with, yeah. with, with, with certain get, get up and get shit done. Yeah. Um, but there's other parts of his message I, I don't agree with. But the whole thing for me, is this whole business is based upon the matrix. It's based upon consumption. It's based upon, look at me. It's based upon yeah. showing off. And, and for me, that's the matrix. That my idea of not being in the matrix is nobody knows me. I'm like, I'm living my best life. I, I'm, yeah. The government can't touch me. Uh, right. I can go wherever I want. I, I can fly to every, whatever country I want. That guy can't because he's got more warrants out for his arrest <laughs> than most U.S. politicians. Uh, <laughs> But you know what I mean? So I, I, I know that's a controversial view. I don't talk about that stuff on Twitter, but this is yeah. what I sit. I sit in my little perch. Well, uh, if, you, if my... you really want to grow on Twitter, that's what you should tweet. You'll, yeah. you'll get so much hate for it, but like oh, those those hot takes like that, they always fly. Man. Yeah, they, they do, but I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I don't. Uh, I honestly don't give a shit. So, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a good spot to be in, man. Yeah, it's, it's something funny. I don't care. I just make my own. Yeah, you know, I'll talk about it on podcasts and talk about it with people. But uh, yeah, it's just for me. It's just like that, that. That's that's what I've been able to observe from that. But yeah, it was a fantastic conversation, my man. This was awesome. Man. Uh, any questions for me? Anything that you you, you want to talk about? The, the last thing I would say, man, is you know I mentioned I've mentioned this to you before, but I've taken away so many things. Like the the big one for me is three pillars a day. Before yep. I met you, man, I had I used to have a, a to-do list like 37 <laughs> things long and then it would stress me out all the time. And when I was first an entrepreneur, man, I had so many things I needed to get done, right? And and then I read one of your threads. It was like three big pillars a day. Yeah. And then, dude, if you do three big pillars a day, you move 21 big things a week. A week. Yeah. That's massive, right? And dude, that changed my life. So I, I want to thank you, man. You know, I, I do the three big pillars before I go to bed every night. I list those three things I want to work on. Like this is one for today, hitting a yeah, podcast same. with you, right? Another client call later and I'm outlining yep. a YouTube video, which is right here. That's going to be my three things. And then I can disconnect and go do the other things I want to do. And so I just want to say thanks a lot to you, man. I mean, you've, you know, we've swapped retweets and been buddies for a long time. And I've just gained a plethora of knowledge from you uh, just by being in your vicinity, man. So I, I really appreciate you, man, and all you do. And, uh, just grateful, man. Thanks. I, I I love it. I love it. You'll so, make my gratitude journal tomorrow, brother. <laughs> uh, hey, same, man. So today, I'm going to think about it. I, I get energy from conversations like this. So I'll be walking around all day with a smile on my face. I had a, a coaching call two days ago and I was having a bad day. Uh, personally, myself, I just let the weight, the bullshit, just sort of like eh. get, get on my mind. And I had this coaching call and my client was like, he's got a really bad habit. And he's like, I haven't done that habit for seven days. And he was just glowing with energy and he was thanking me. Awesome. And he was like, I, I, you know, what, you're, what, what you've been helping me with and everything else. And after that call, I just sat back and I was like, all day, I've been in my mind with dumb shit. And yep. that one client, that energy, it's just like, boom, yeah. and that gratitude. And just, it's not, now I have, for the next few weeks, I'll probably just think about it. Anytime the dumb shit starts coming into my mind, I'll be like, hold on a second. Yep. Let's go to, the, huge, go, go to the high energy stuff. Cheat so code. That, yeah, it, it is a cheat code. You're right. It, it is. It is. So I, I know. I, I think I know the answer to this last question. But I always ask every everybody. I always end my podcast with this question. Before you tell us where they can find you and, and where people can connect with you, I want to ask you this final question. But I already have an idea what the answer is going to be. If you could have everyone wear a printed T-shirt for one day, what would the T-shirt say? Kindness I, is a choice. Positivity is a choice. Happiness is a choice, is a choice. man. Uh, that's. It's all a choice. It's a daily thing, right? We can wake up and, and choose to focus on the things we lack or choose to focus on our blessings. We can choose to be happy. We can choose to stress out about things we can't control. Like it, it's always within our choice. And I think if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, just know that, hey, you can make the next, you can make the next action embarrassingly small, get that momentum going back your way. And it's always a choice. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I knew that was going to be your answer because <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen that t-shirt around Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen you. I've seen you talk about it. I've, I've, I've seen people wear it. Uh, so anybody wants one of those T-shirts, it's 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 available on my merch page. Man. It's on my merch. Check I'll, out I'll my link merch. it on my Twitter. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. Check out my merch. Brilliant, brilliant. So Tyler, tell everybody uh, listening uh, where can they find you? Where you're at? Where's the best place to connect with you? Uh, let everybody know. Yeah, on Twitter every single day, man. I uh, haven't missed a day in like 37 months of posting there. So come on there, at Ty Romper. Um, on, on YouTube, uh, just passed over 5,000 subscribers there and super grateful. Yes. I do, I'm putting, putting more poker content out now on there too, which is fun. But uh, similar to the message on on there, and it's just my name, Tyler Tote. Uh, on Instagram, same thing as Ty Romper. But yeah, just come connect, say what's up, say hi. I love connecting with people too. So uh, 
I appreciate it, man. And thanks, thanks for having me on, brother. It's been an honor. Absolute pleasure. Uh, great connecting with you. I always enjoy having our conversations. We should probably talk face to face more often. But That's what I was just thinking, man. Yeah, we should, yeah, yeah, we should yeah, schedule yeah. this in like it's a couple good. times a quarter, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always good to chat. But yeah, I, I uh, lo- love it, man. Some of the brilliant conversation. Thank you very much. And we will we'll speak to each other on the Twitter timeline. I'll see you in like 10 minutes, man. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. Have a good one, man. Yeah. That was the 38th episode of the SPS podcast. We'll be back soon with a new episode of just me talking about random self-performance strategies. So remember to subscribe or download these episodes and follow along so you'll hear me in the next one. Yeah, if you want to check me out over on Twitter and send me any DMs or on LinkedIn or at my website to find out everything about me, you can check me out on Twitter at at Steve Timoney. It's at S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. That's on Twitter and on LinkedIn. I am Stephen Timoney, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. Check me out there. And also my website is stephentimoney.com, spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N for the Stephen Timoney. And you can check out my coaching offers on all 37 other episodes off the SPS podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And we will talk to you in the next one. Make it a good one.